I could actually I just started having a job. So like, <laughs> like I didn't have to ask my parents for money. Yeah, it was like stuff. your first job. Okay. Yeah. So I was working at a grocery store when I was in high school. And I would spend my money on video games or wrestling pay-per-views. That was literally what I would spend my money on. And I I remember this one. Like, it's ingrained in my memory. And I haven't went back and wa- watched it in a while. Like, yeah. it's been a few years since I went back and watched this. And I almost watched it yesterday before this recording. But, uh, like, we're going to do the recording commentary on the end. So I decided just to wait. But yeah. what I did do is I listened to... Uh, Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson's podcast, uh, and they were talking about this match. You know, Bruce Pritchard worked in the back like, during this time, so he had a lot of insight that I never heard before. And one of the things that he said, and I'm going to I'm going to bring this up to you here in a second. This is a big question I have. One of the things that he said was that Mick Foley, after the match, went up to him and asked him, or actually went up to him and said, "Hey, Bruce, I'm sorry." That I didn't use the, the use the thumbtacks, and Bruce said he looked at him and he said, "But Mick, you did." <laughs> oh my god! And, that, and, and at first I laughed. And I was like, "Wow!" And then I, I was heartbroken. Yeah. Then you realize like he can't even yeah. remember. He can't even remember that. He so here's my question dude. to you. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. So here's my question to you. When I was younger, yeah. like the those type of matches. And, uh, I mean, that's, if I'm being honest, that's the match that put mankind on the map for me. But then I, then the older I got, the more I just started loving the other stuff, like the small things he would do, Uh uh, his great promo skills and that kind of stuff. But, you know, when I was younger, stuff like that, or the Hardys and Edge and Christian doing those TLCs with the Dudleys, you know, all of those, I guess you call them car crash matches or whatever you want to call them. Uh I would love those as a kid, but now that I've gotten older and I just really like these wrestlers to the point where I almost like, I mean, I mean, I guess I like them as people even. I don't want to see them limping terribly when they're done and retired. I saw Matt Hardy years ago, and he was limping horribly. <laughs> and my heart was shattered when I saw that, because it looked really difficult for him just to get around. So my question to you is this. How do you feel the older you get about those type of matches? Oh yeah, that's the thing. The the older I get, it's the reality that sets in because you know what it's doing to their bodies. You know this, so like, oh god, it's it. I I do. I start to I wince and I just think to myself, man, like, look, look, look. You can go about other ways of entertaining us and not have to put your body through this. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, and I know what you're doing, and I know the story you're trying to tell, and I get it. I get it. And especially, like, when you're a younger guy, right? A guy your age, let's say, was your age when he sees that for the first time. And in that moment when, you know, Foley's thrown from the top the first time, and Jim Ross is screaming, good God almighty. Good God Almighty! He's broken in half. That killed him. Remember that? As He's God broken is my in witness. half. Yeah. Like, you think to yourself, "I want to be that guy next time. I want to be the guy that elicits that." There's a kid that saw that and wanted to be that. You know what I'm saying? Well, Mick Foley famously said the reason he wanted to be a pro wrestler is because he saw yeah. Jimmy Snuka jump off a cage. Yep. Exactly. And that's my point. Like, I get it. When you're younger or whatever the case is, it looks spectacular. Yeah. 
But let's also not forget when he fell off, when he was thrown off onto that Spanish ta- that Spanish commentator table the first time uh, by Undertaker, uh, Mick Foley suffered a dislocated shoulder. His shoulder was dislocated. Yeah. And, and then and he, that come, wasn't and then he even, ends up coming back and climbing up the thing again. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> and that wasn't even the worst bump he took. No, The no. bump through the cage was worse because yeah. not only did he take that bump, but the chair smashed him in the face, knocked his tooth through his freaking nose. Uh, this, I mean, and actually, literally, he said that's one of the few times he actually was knocked unconscious for like a, a brief period of time. And famously in his book, his his books are incredible, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever read them, but they're very, very awesome. But he... uh. He asked the Undertaker later, he goes, hey, what did you think when you were standing on top of the cage and I was laying on the mat? And he said, and he said plainly, I thought you were dead. Jesus. Because he just crumbles there. Yeah. He just crumbles. I can't All believe, right. uh, speaking of just crumbling, welcome to Hardly Awesome Podcast. Jenny and I are talking about uh, the famous Hell in a Cell match uh, between the Undertaker and Mankind. You know, it's so famous, dude, that if you just put in into Google Undertaker and Mankind, it brings you to a specifically dedicated link on Wikipedia. Wikipedia has an entire page just on this match. This has to be the match that they both get asked about, asked about the most. Yeah. I mean, there's no way. It's just so iconic. According to the Wikipedia, it says journalist Michael Landsberg calls it, quote, maybe the most famous match ever. Ever, and I'd have to agree. It might be. I, it might be. And what's even crazier, if and we'll get into this later when we do the commentary at the very end. Yeah, he comes back out that night. Mankind does. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't even know, dude. I don't know. Like this guy, and and to see him walking around smiling, play Santa Claus nowadays. That kind of like it. It blows your mind to see him still yeah. standing there. You know what I mean? It's, it really yeah. does. And 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 not a vegetable. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, honestly, that first fall, or both falls, really, but that first fall, if he would have just been off a little bit, he would have landed on that railing or landed on some people or something. He could have landed in the worst spot possible, and we'd be having a way different conversation now. Yeah, it would have gone down as one of the most horrific deaths in wrestling, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Both both bumps, both of the the, the toughest bumps he took that night, you know what I'm saying? Like, either one of those would have, the second one could have, wasn't even planned, so, like... The fact that he survived that, it's just, we like you said, we could have been saying something completely different today. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, last week was the 20th anniversary of the famous Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Mankind. So what we decided to do at the end of this show, kind of like we did with Vader last week, uh, at the end of this episode, we are going to watch the Hell in a Cell. You guys can watch along if you have the network and listen to our commentary. I like doing it, dude, because it's fun. It's kind of like you and I sitting back on the couch and watching wrestling together. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It so is. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It is good times. Um, I wanted to bring up the fact that we're going to try a new format moving forward. Normally, we just kind of have conversations and they flow. We have things we want to talk to and we'll try to get to them here and there. But I kind of wanted to have a little bit more of a format with this podcast in terms of like the information we're going to talk about or bring up. So, uh, you know, we'll talk about news. We'll talk about that kind of stuff. Um, then we're going to discuss Raw, SmackDown, and NXT and decide who won it. Uh, then we'll get into whatever our topic for the show is and then end it with the tweets of the week. Uh, sound cool? Works for me. All some. <laughs> what would you do if I said no? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I don't want to do that. I've been thinking about this. And no, <laughs> it's like all of a sudden yeah. I'd be like, wait, what? Oh my God. I didn't see that coming. 
It's my heel turn. Hashtag heel turn. <laughs> um, so let's get into some news. Some of the news that we saw in the past coming week, uh, past few weeks was that SmackDown Live was no longer renewing with USA. Uh, and they, they're moving over to Fox. Right. Uh, I, yes. And I saw it was not going to be Thursdays now. It's going to be Fridays on Fox. Well, it was originally Tuesdays right now, moving to Fridays, which personally, I like having a little bit of buffer between yeah. nights of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. you don't want it back-to-back because it's like it, – it, it's it's rough. It feels like, like yeah. the, the first three days of your week, is if you're trying to stay on top of it live or right away, it's it's literally dedicated to Raw – you know, SmackDown, NXT. Yeah, it, it makes it feel like work, and you never want that. <laughs> uh, and that's not even fair. And I, and I think, honestly, it's not even fair to SmackDown. It's doing it a disservice because they've had some good stuff on there lately. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, but I think this deal, honestly, is humongous for them. This is a major network Yeah. that's getting them on their TV screens. And technically, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I think the Disney Fox deal is going forward now. Yep. So, it'll be on a Disney-ish channel, in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. Especially because I was telling you, uh, you know, I keep feeling like we're watching the pendulum slowly shift back, and it's getting a little bit edgier. Uh, There's a little bit more cursing that's coming back into the show. You're starting to see blood much more again. Uh, even more a little bit, you know, there's some some of these... Uh, these female uh wrestlers are a little bit more risque you know what i mean so it's you can see that it's kind of going this way so it's going to be interesting to see what happens when they go to the house of the mouse right like what's the gonna what's gonna happen there well here's the other question too you know everybody knows that right now that raw is the a show i mean we might not want it to be like most of my favorite it's considered yeah our own smackdown but you know mcmahon himself obviously considers raw like, that's his baby, right? That's right. the A-show. No matter what SmackDown does. Would this move change that? Because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Raw still does really good ratings for a cable channel. I mean, that's USA. But this was a major network. This is yeah. above USA. Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that... No matter what <laughs> package you get for for cable, uh, you're always going to get the networks. So yeah. you might not get USA because you don't want you just want the bare minimum, but you're going to get Fox, right? Yeah, and we we live in an age now where a lot of people are cutting the cord, as it's called. Yeah, and they might just have those basic channels if they're just watching normal TV. So it'll be interesting to see. Another thing that I found interesting in this thing was uh, as part of this contract, WWE is going to have cross promotional content outside of the the fox uh outside of the uh smackdown live so does that mean on fox shows wrestlers are now going to show up you know what i mean guest starring all the time and trying to promote the the upcoming wrestlemania you know if i was fox i would do that in a heartbeat i think yeah i think we may see stuff like that we might see as wrestlemania is coming up and it's going to be a big match all of a sudden uh on the simpsons you know they're they're looking to go to WrestleMania and they meet the you know what I'm saying that kind of thing. That yeah, that's just smart. Honestly, it's just smart. So let's get Kevin Owens on Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, and, dude, uh, dude, <laughs> it would be so awesome to have those. Guys. I, would, uh, I would absolutely, I would adore that. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you imagine like he comes in and then all of a sudden Gene's showing off for him. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's walking around with his belt and he's flexing and jumping off the like he's jumping off the turnbuckles and stuff and trying to jump on Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're writing it. We're doing it for yeah, you now, Fox. Yeah, call Freddy. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of Kevin Owens, dude, um, we're gonna get into it a little bit later. But what are your thoughts on the? Do you feel like they're gonna they're trying to start pushing him more face? Here's he's so good, just in general. Yeah. When it comes to well, not just wrestling, he's a very good wrestler, honestly. But when it just comes to like his personality and his talking skills, yeah, he's so he's so good that even when he's being an outright dick, you still like him. I yeah. mean, that's how good he is. You still kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's being a jerk. Yeah, but, it'll come. But you know what? This guy's good. So I think they're definitely priming that way. This whole uh, this whole KO. And Strowman feud or semi feud, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. I told you this earlier in the week. This is the feud that I didn't know that I needed, but I'm glad I have it. Yes, it's beyond entertaining. Yes, you're not kidding. And then when, uh, and like I said, we'll get into it a little later. But when it looked like it might not be a feud anymore, I thought to myself that could be cool. It really could, or it could be uh, the kind. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely uh, <laughs> KO that that whole thing. I don't think he'll ever get old. You know what I mean? I think he's got a solid spot. Uh, on one of the brands for a while. I, I agree 100%. I think the only way he leaves is if he wants to. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, you know, we just mentioned the SmackDown deal. Raw got got renewed Yeah. for USA for five years. Another five, yeah, another five years. And on top of that, the WWE stock went crazy up. Like, they're doing really, really well right now. Yeah, I would say I saw somebody, there was an <laughs> article somewhere uh, where somebody was saying that they feel like right now, um, professional wrestling is is coming through another like renaissance. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's like coming back around again. We're kind of living through another golden age of wrestling. If that does happen. Wrestling definitely goes through stages where it's up and down, mm-hmm. and we've been down for a while. And it does. And I, maybe we're all being really hopeful, <laughs> but it does feel like it's starting to like uptick a little bit. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, other things in the news I wanted to point out is uh, there's some crazy injuries, dude. Uh, you're not kidding. <laughs> let's start with um from NXT last the last NXT takeover Chicago. A couple of things happened. Uh, Oni Lorkin had a broken orbital, or was that right after NXT takeover? That was right after, right? That was literally. I think it was right after, but it was close, dude. Broken orbital, yeah. and this is after we had just. I think we all had agreed that he really impressed us. Like, we weren't expecting him to be that Yeah, I mean, this sounds almost mean. Like, I wasn't expecting to like him. I guess the best way I, I should put it. Yeah. But after that match he had, I became a fan of his. I really liked his work. I agree. So that so that really was kind of, uh, you know, very sad to hear. Yeah, it's bad timing. Bad, bad timing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was talking about in terms of NXT TakeOver Chicago, I didn't know this until uh, I started to watch NXT this week, and they talked about it. The match between Lars Sullivan and Alistair Black, which we all agreed was a ve- actually a very impressive match and, and very physical. For, for We weren't expecting to get as, as physical as Lars gets, you know what I mean? For a big guy, he likes to fly. He likes to do a lot of things that make you think you realize how big you are, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you remember when he came off the top turnbuckle? He was trying to do a headbutt off the top turnbuckle, and Alistair brought his knee up. Right. Caught him in the jaw, right on the chin. I do remember this. Broke it. Clean break yeah. straight across the mandible. Oh, my gosh. And he, and they weren't finished there either, so no. he wrestled with a broken jaw. Yes, the rest of the match he wrestled with that. That's tough, man. Dude. That's a tough man. <laughs> Dude. What? If you go yeah. on WWE's uh, Twitter, 
uh, you'll see they they put up a picture of the X-ray, and you can see uh, it's just it's insane, dude. It's so insane. I saw that, and I was just like, oh my god. They haven't said how long he's going to be out for, but that is just freaking brutal. You can't take any bumps for a while with that, I would assume. No. <laughs> Definitely can't take any uh, uh, kicks in the face. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, no <laughs> super kick parties for you. Um, That's right. You want to pick up on another piece of news? Why? Uh, why a certain someone was not on uh, Raw this week or SmackDown this week? Yeah, it was on SmackDown. Uh, this is mind blowing. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is this the, has got to be one of the strangest injuries I've ever heard. Right? It's pretty funny, man. Like I'd like to do a future episode where we come with a list of like some of the most outrageous injuries in wrestling yeah. that have nothing to do with what happened in wrestling. Right, so apparently the reason that, if you watch SmackDown, the reason that Nakamura was not on there was he was injured. <laughs> and actually, there have been pictures that have resurfaced since, because I think they're in Japan right now. Uh-huh. And, like, you can see him in the ring, but, like, he has a crutch or something, and he's just telling the crowd, hey, or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, when I first saw the reason for his injury, I thought it was somebody making a joke. I literally <laughs> thought it was a joke, because it sounds so ridiculous. Right. <laughs> but apparently... Before an event, the WWE uh, has police come out and check out the building. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming every event does this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they check out the building and they make sure everything's safe for people. And they bring dogs with them that will sniff out bombs or any anything like that of that nature. For whatever reason, and the only reason they even think this, I even started to realize that this was true is because the police issued an apology. <laughs> <laughs> was that... Shinsuke Nakamura got bitten by a dog, a police dog. I wonder, well, you know how they say uh, dogs can sense, like, whether a person's good or not? Yeah, I've heard that before. Does this does this speak to, like, his him as a heel in real life? <laughs> like, it what? could be. Is he really That's that a much point. of a jerk? Is he going around just <laughs> racking every person that he doesn't like? <laughs> the dog probably realizes either him or Nakamura. <laughs> so before Nakamura could kick him, or was between this, the legs, is this uh, is this dog an AJ Styles fan? Oh, or has this dog already been fixed and and Nakamura tried already <laughs> his move? But the dog was getting a little no too close to uh, Nakamura's stash. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord! But yeah, that's just the craziest thing. He's not in. Why? He's injured. Oh, he must have hurt himself at a house show. Now he got bitten by a dog. <laughs> yeah, but it must have been pretty bad because, like I told you, he was in a. He had a crutch or something. Yeah, so, like you said, it's not just like a bite and then kind of let go. I wonder if it was kind of this like yeah. bit and held on and was swinging him around like a rag doll. <laughs> well, those dogs are taught to bite and hold on. Maybe he was. Uh, oh, that's true. Maybe he was. Uh, he was practicing like his his entrance, and he's all like gyrating and, and stuff, and having seizures. <laughs> yeah. And the dog just freaked out and went after him. <laughs> yeah, if you if you follow him on Instagram like I do, hashtag I'm a cool guy like that. <laughs> uh, he uh, he like he, his Instagram is really great. Like he just he just seems like a really fun guy to be around. Yeah, like he he loves to surf and that type of stuff. Uh, nothing makes me think that he would ever do anything to make a dog bite him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what was happening there. He might have been just in the wrong place at the wrong time too. Jeez, that sucks though. 
Yeah, majorly. But that's why on SmackDown, and we'll get to it here shortly, but that's why on SmackDown he wasn't there. Uh, yeah, we'll get right into it. So he was not on SmackDown. He, who was he supposed to face? He was supposed was he going to face Seth Rollins? Be Jeff Hardy. Oh, Jeff no, Hardy. Jeff that's Hardy. What it was. I knew it was yeah. for a title of something. And by the way, <laughs> Seth Rollins is on Raw, Chris. Uh, oh, you'll get it. Oh, jeez. I hate also when they, they start, you know, everyone's switching around, and after a while you just can't you can't remember who's where. Um, right, yeah. All right, so, yeah, let's go with let's go into Raw and SmackDown. So we'll start with SmackDown. So he was supposed to go up against Matt Hardy, which I think that would have been Jeff. a pretty – or Jesus. What are you doing? Matt's on Raw, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy, I'm done. <laughs> Tapping out. Tapping out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jeff Hardy and Nakamura going one-on-one for the title, the U.S. title, right? United States right. title? Yeah. They've been setting this up over social media, too. Uh, and I kind of think they would have had a great match, oh, honestly. Like I think so. Hardy and – because Hardy's been having some good matches here lately. Yeah. Uh, maybe tonight's not included, but, uh, but you know, that's because of one almost move. <laughs> kind of ruined the whole match, but that's good just me. Lord. Um but no, like yeah, you, uh, to to what you said, that's right. He's been looking really good lately. Uh, his yeah. promos have been coming off good. It's almost like he's healthy. He's doing what he should be doing. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and his face paint's been on point. Oh my god, that whole face yeah. paint with the eyes and everything, man! It's so awesome. Yeah, that's looking, pretty dude. cool. So awesome looking. But yeah, he was supposed to face Nakamura. That didn't happen. So he issued an open challenge, uh, and all of a sudden, sanity comes out. Right? We're like, sweet. Yeah, I'm so happy, dude, because I was like with like with the authors and with Sanity, it felt like it was taking them forever to bring them in. You know what I mean? And they they announced them and then waited like a month at, at yeah. least yeah. before they actually showed up. Yeah. Well, obviously they were probably I'm sure they were doing house shows. But yeah, to, to come on to the, the televised event. Um, right. And then we got to see Eric Young. He decided he was going to come in and do do it, uh, do it up with Jeff Hardy. Uh, which, again, that was a pretty decent match. But then they got interrupted. So then they did this whole Usos with Jeff Hardy against Sanity. Uh, what were your thoughts on that match overall? Well, first of all, the Eric Young and Hardy match, I think if they didn't have that really, really bad botch oh. at the Twist of Fate, it would have been a lot better. But that botch was so bad that it just stands out in your mind. <laughs> like, that's that's hardcore botchamania stuff right there. Right. That's going on botchamania for sure. But uh, I think those two can have a much better match than that, is what I was trying to say. So, however, obviously that was just setting up that tag match. The one thing that stood out to me in this tag match is you just brought Sanity in. You did a really good job last week of building them up, of not caring, Uh and just taking out the Usos, you know? Like, they didn't even have the match. They're supposed to have a match, and they just beat them up instead. (laughs) Yeah. So, you're setting them up to be these really awesome guys. I mean, I want to see them take on the Bludgeon Brothers. That's how good they had already oh, built yeah. them up. Yeah, easy. But then, tonight, they lose. Now, when they... Now, that... I think everybody has to lose at some point. True. I mean, that's just true. Yeah. But these guys just came in. You want to build them up if you want to make them credible whatsoever. Uh, the only thing that I can say positive about that tag match, with that in mind, is that uh, Killian Dane, who's my favorite of Sanity... They made him look pretty strong. Oh, yeah. He was taking some hard kicks from the Usos, and he stayed on his feet. Yeah. So I think when it comes to that, they did a good job. But, you know, the other two guys are really good, too. I mean, Eric Young is amazing, and the other guy's awesome. But the Usos, in my opinion, can can take a loss and be all right. I feel like – do you feel like the idea behind this is because there there aren't many – 
three-man tag teams aside from the New Day, right? Like, who else is a three-man tag team? I think just a New Day, yeah. Yeah, so whenever we do pay-per-views, if they're going to be doing SmackDown versus Raw or anything like that, it'll have to be Sanity versus New Day for three-man teams unless they do things like this. And do you think maybe it is to kind of push uh, a Matt Hardy with the Usos kind of team? Because they looked great. All, all three of them looked great together. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Jesus. What is wrong with me, man? What is wrong with me? It's all right. I'm done, dude. There. Too many knocks, too many bumps to the head, dude. Yep. But uh but yeah, so with the Jeff Hardy and and the and the Usos, uh it almost feels like it was they were trying to do a push to see how do they, how would these guys look so that we'd have somebody that can go up against Sanity. And you'd have Sanity lose their second time uh out so that they come out attacking the Usos and attacking uh, Jeff slash Matt Hardy uh, at any time now, just because they're 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 obviously they're the heels, but you know they lost. They had to suffer a loss, and now they're just going to come out attacking them all the time. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and maybe they have some ideas storyline wise for this. Yeah, but my my <laughs> issue, and this has been my issue with the E for a while now, the WWE. They kind of make it where they think losses and wins don't really matter to fans. Like they think fans don't really care about this stuff because we all know it's a work. But they still matter. If it is a work, work me. <laughs> you know, work me. Make these things matter. That's why for the longest time, I was. I mean, I was such a Bray Wyatt fan. I I thought that guy was amazing. I loved his promos. They were so different, mm-hmm. and he talked a really big game. But he never, ever, ever, ever backed it up. Never once did he win a big feud, it seemed. So now, guess what? For the longest time, I didn't even care about him. I mean, I just forgot about him. And it's because they kind of ruined him when it comes to his wins and losses. That doesn't mean you have to win every time, but you got to win some. Yeah. And to, and to lose your second match out, that's a tag match. That's all three of you, which is your strongest part, right? If all three of you are in the match, that should be your best thing. You're all together all the time. Uh, you're a you're a group together. You're a family, whatever you want to call it, like the sanity or supposedly are. Mm-hmm. And you get beat by uh, two by three people who are just kind of thrown together. Well, I mean, a tag team and a third person who were thrown together. That I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously Jeff Hardy and the Usos are grade A talented and talent and are amazing and are on top of the charts when it comes to the hierarchy there. But man, if it was me, even if they had to cheat, you. You have to give this win to Sanity. I don't know why they they voted the other way. Yeah, work me, please. I want to be worked. <laughs> work me, baby. Work me. Yeah. Um. I don't know what else stood out from the night. Let's see. Oh, Ellsworth came out again and cut a promo with Paige, which was weird to promote the fact that they're gonna do, uh, Oscar versus Ellsworth this next week coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That to me was kind of weird. I was just kind of, I was kind of like tuning out. You know what I mean? It's like when you're really into what's happening, you're watching it, and you feel like you're a yeah. part of the crowd screaming, "This is awesome!" But then there's times right. where you're watching it, and then you can you start to tune out. You pull up your phone. You're like, "What's happening on Twitter while this is going on?" You know, not really paying attention to what's happening. Yeah, this this was weird for me too. I uh, I think Paige has been doing really good in her role here lately. Yeah, and I'm and I'm a. Uh, and I don't make any apologies for it. I'm an Ellsworth fan. I just <laughs> love, I just love his goofiness. Uh, but yeah, this segment was kind of iffy. And on top of that, you know, it's it's, just, it's like this this stuff with Oscar. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just. I mean, it's just tough. I feel like it's wasting Oscar. Won. It's wasting her. It is. Yeah, it really is. And that's not putting Ellsworth down. No, but yeah, but if. 
if this isn't a one-sided match where Ellsworth just gets the tar beat out of him, then they're doing well, it Well, that's obviously what it's going to be. but And that's the thing yeah. with El- – well, it, it may be, but then, you know, we'll have What's-Her-Name come out and save him and, and further the uh, the drama for, for the upcoming championship match. Um, I don't know, though. I just feel like El- Ellsworth is popular enough with – the universe so that they he can be used to help like other people that kind of need that pull oscar doesn't need this he doesn't need she doesn't need anybody that's going to try to help push her up because she's already over dude everyone loves oscar everybody knows oscar and you know everybody nobody's ready for oscar uh right but yeah i just felt like this was this is kind of a wasted time i was like what's on twitter what's happening uh the other but what what did stand out for me on smackdown live this week was the Miz tv opening in which he brings out the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, yep. There's great back and forth bef- between them. There's great, you know, uh, and, and Miz cutting promos. He's just so, so natural anymore. He's so good. Um, talking about how it was in three acts, how this whole thing with Daniel Bryan went down. Uh, and then we end up seeing that the end of the night is going to be Daniel Bryan versus uh, um, Luke Harper. Right. What were your thoughts on the match? Well... I saw SmackDown before you did. Yes. I actually watched it live. I usually try to watch SmackDown live. Yeah. I haven't seen an ending of any wrestling show that's made me <laughs> this happy in a long time. We did our, recently on a recent show, we did our favorite the top five tag teams ever. Yeah. And Team Hell No was one of mine. <laughs> Dude. And to see them in the same ring. Yeah. Man, I never honestly. I I guess because Kane's technically like a mayor or whatever now. <laughs> like I didn't even expect it. So the fact that his music hit first of all, I was like, no way. I know. I was the same way, dude. And the reason it hits is because the match is actually a really good match. It's very physical. Yeah. Very physical. Yeah, match. I hope, uh, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I hope they look at Luke Harper and realize what they have. Oh, uh, yeah, he looked phenomenal. And then it ends up with uh, Luke being put into the uh, what's that called? The yes lock. Is that what it's called? Yeah, he's got he's got so many moves like that. I don't yeah. Know whatever that lock, whatever that lock is, he he holds him down and he's got him down. And then all of a sudden, he's about to tap. Yeah, it's called the yes lock. He's about to tap, and then Rowan comes in and st- they start beating the crap out of him. And that's when it happens. Kane's music kicks in, and just like you, you watched it live, and you told me you got to let me know what you think of the end of live when you see it. I was yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. So I'm I was trying it. not to push it because I know how you are. <laughs> But man, I was like, man, I every day I was like, I, I hope he watched SmackDown. I want to talk about this so bad. <laughs> and so when that music kicked in, dude, it was like, I was, I literally jumped up. I was like, Yo, Kane, Yo, <laughs> dude, I feel you though. That was that was a good good ending. And it wasn't just that he came out. He came out. He helped you know clear the ring, and yes. then it was like. Everyone starts chanting, "Yes, yes, yes, yes!" And there's this look on on uh, on his uh, his face, staring at Kane, like, "What? What is going on?" You know what I mean? Yes. And then they hugged it out. Oh, dude! And that was a great moment. I love that they that they made that last for a minute before they actually <laughs> hugged. And then Paige came out and made an announcement. Yeah, that that's got me excited. So we are going to get Team Hell No. Yes, we are. Team Hell No is reformed. Uh, and it's cool though. It's kind of cool because I don't know. It's like you said, you didn't expect it at all. Like there was no nothing. You know what I expected? I expected the Miz to come out and help beat up on Daniel Bryan. You know what I mean? Right. Did not expect. But I this love at what all. they're doing with that though. Like when oh, it comes to Miz and Bryan, that's such a slow still, burn. Yeah, they're still in each other's universes, yeah. but they're not letting them really touch. Nope. 
and that's perfect. Yes. I mean, the only the only thing they've done is Miz took him out when he was already kind of beaten. And he which said, is "Perfect." He said he yeah. was back to one hundred percent helpful when I beat him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so great, dude. I'm telling you, they're, and they're doing it yeah. great, like you said. It's and it, I've, it's almost like Freddie heard what you said when you talked about it because I believe that was your wish that this would happen. They'd come here and there'd be these near misses, but they would not interact for a while. They're gonna have that kind of work its way around, and they're doing yeah. it, dude. And they're having. They this. still got They still need to mention each other. Yeah. I mean, they really do, so people don't forget. And the, you need to keep teasing it and making it almost happen from time to time. <laughs> yep. But this is this has a big match feel to it to me. Oh I mean, yeah. They, this, a hundred percent. So you gotta if you just pull the trigger at the right time, you can make some money off of this thing. Yeah, those guys are great. Let's move over to Raw, dude. So what stuck out uh, in Raw for you? Ko and Strowman, I believe. Yes, a hundred percent. So tonight was the on Raw. They did this thing where uh, Baron Corbin decided he was going to start making matches of tag teams of uh, of people who like the tag team would be people who don't get along right the opposite yeah i kind of like what you had said to me earlier in the week that you like this version of corbin yeah what they're kind of doing with this character he's growing on me dude the constable's (laughs) growing on me the shaved head he looks better that way i gotta tell you like the look even looks better and i was thinking about that and i was like yeah i think you're right and they needed they needed to do something with him anyway he was kind of floundering a little bit that so this gives him something to do, and he's still the heel that he naturally, obviously is. Yep, I, I dug it. I, I'm liking it. I, yeah, I am. I, I'm liking him a lot more. I think he's getting a little bit better on Mike, and and you know, just just any kind of any time he's talking now, it's a little better, and it's good because he's he's got this role now where it's it's like he was appointed by Kurt Angle's boss, so he's not technically Kurt Angle's boss, but you can see where he he gets to flex this kind of like well, yeah. I, all I've got to do is tell Stephanie one thing, and you're you know you know what I mean. And so he's got yeah. it, it's given him something to do now, and and it's re- I I like it. I like it a lot, and I just I, I also feel like he's looking better and better in the ring. He doesn't not that he was always he was bad, but I just he, there was nothing that ever really drew me to his style. But now you know I think maybe it's with the look that whole the way he comes out with the 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 vest and the dress shirt that whole thing, and and then it yeah. starts. I mean he's looking better to me. If you ask me. Oh, I gotta agree. Yeah, and and the other thing that really stood out to me on Raw, and I think you want to talk about this too, yeah. and that's Bailey. Oh, Bailey. Okay, I tweeted you. I tweeted. I texted you last week after <laughs> yeah, you tweeted me. after <laughs> Sasha. And uh, I'm telling you, man, my my brain is just misfiring today. Uh, what if the only way that we talked was through tweets? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Bailey and Sasha though they were trying to rekindle this feud, this like uh, undercurrent. And I just remember being like, we were literally here one year ago, exactly one year ago, this was happening. And it was boring then too, because they just couldn't push it to the next level. It was always this kind of bickering and this kind of like, but we're best friends and I could never do that to you kind of thing. Uh, So last week when it happened again, I texted you. I'm like, what is like, I don't care. I didn't care then. I'm not caring now. Same. Yeah. This week, this week they do this whole thing where it's uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks and Ember Moon against the riot squad. And it looks like all the matches happening. They're working well together. Bailey even comes in, I think at one point and tries to save Sasha from, from being pinned, like something like that. Right. Yeah. Match ends out of nowhere. Bailey just blasts Sasha and just starts going to town on her, like beating the crap out of her, like a heel. 
Yeah, and and cussing. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was just like, holy cow! This yeah. is what they needed. Yes. This is this is what I was really surprised by. Out of those two women, uh, Bailey seems the more natural. I mean, not Bailey, but Sasha seems the more natural heel, like just naturally. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I kind of like that they went the other way. Let's let Same. Bailey do something. They'd already kind of ruined her as a babyface. Yeah. I mean, she could have made them a lot of money. I mean, that that honestly, that woman when she was first coming in from NXT uh, had like a merchandising machine written all oh, over yeah, her. Oh yeah, the hugs, the whole rainbow yeah, thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. Kids loved her. Uh, you could have made a bukus of money off of her, but you screwed her up. Yep. Way to go. But hey, if you've done that, if you made the mistake, you got to do something to fix it. She's way too talented to keep being wasted like that. Yep. So I'm one hundred percent behind this more darker edgier dare i say heel bailey i think they should heal her and i told you yeah if she comes down to the ring from now on just a badass like she's attacking people she doesn't care anymore because it was a pretty vicious attack on sasha dude some of those hits were stiff man they were stiff uh and, and they sold it they made it look like she was done and she was about to destroy this girl um now, next time she comes out, she's strutting. She's wagging her head Stone Cold style, just jawing the whole time. You know what I mean? Like cursing up a storm, drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's the Bailey we need. But, no, yeah, dude, I agree. I think it's it's a great move for her. And uh, now it's got me interested. I mean, so much so, it got me excited. Like, I was like, holy cow. I didn't expect yeah. that. Like, this may single-handedly help Raw win the week for me. I don't know. But then they, they had the, the crazy match. Later on, where it was Braun Strowman and KO against Finn Balor and Corbin, uh, Corbin, 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 Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I, I'm giving up. I'm just going to say I'm just going to keep going, even though I mess up stuff. So so Matt Hardy and Jeff uh, Corbin. Um, <laughs> but anyway, OK, so the Strowman KO match uh, tag team. What were your thoughts on them as a tag team? If they ever want to do that. I think it could work. <laughs> I'm saying what I was trying to say earlier was I'd like to see KO stay that heel, right? But has there ever been a heel that's a face almost? You know what I mean? Well, in this day and era, a lot of heels technically are faces because yeah. they get cheered more than the faces do. But I'm talking about where they get cheered in terms of because you're even liked. You know what I mean? As yeah. like the character. Because I can see Strowman in him. And you hear at the end of the match, KO, see what we can do when we work together? You see yes. what we can do? And it's like, wouldn't it be kind of cool if they tag teamed and became a team, a tag team, where, like, Strowman's always a good guy, and he's always trying to be the good guy, uh, and it's almost like he's he's got to deal with this KO always being like, stop, you can't do stuff like that, you know what I mean? And he'll just flip his car over when he gets out of hand. <laughs> exactly, to yeah. teach him a lesson, like, knock it yeah. off, kind of a thing. But so, how so, awesome- every week, so every week, KO has a flipped over car. <laughs> so how awesome was it when... He went around and shoulder blasted everyone. And then he looks at KO and he's like, you do it. And KO's like, no, I can't do it. He's like, do it. (laughs) And then he gets blasted by Baron Corbin, dude. How awesome was that? Because he takes Balor out. You can see he's got that. Oh, sweet. I've got it now, right? Here comes Corbin. Done. Yes. Yeah. KO, like on, I've told, and I still stand by this. Nakamura has the best facial expressions, but KO's getting up there, man. He knows how to sell some stuff with just his face, even. <laughs> so, like, you can see him getting confidence for that split second after he's accomplished something he didn't think he could do. 
Oh, it's so and good, dude. Just to have it just wiped from his face. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love, I mean, I love the way he, he speaks during matches, at the end of matches. It's like he yells yeah. and screams like a kid throwing a tantrum. And he's entertaining when he's doing yeah. it, though. We did great. That's the key. What's your yeah. problem? <laughs> like screaming yeah. at him like, why are you chasing me down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that was so good. Uh, what else happened in Raw? Anything else in Raw stand out to you that said, uh, how about the Ziggler-Seth Rollins match? That was a pretty decent match, dude. There were some really good uh, cells in, in that match. It was very physical. Well, they're both really good wrestlers, so that shouldn't really be surprising. Yep. Uh, but how do you feel about Ziggler being the champ now? I like it. Yeah, you had to do something with him. I yep. I think this is obviously going to lead at some point. I mean, as weird as this may sound, to uh, to a McIntyre uh, singles run. Yep. Which the WWE will only be better for. Mm-hmm. And you had to do something with Ziggler. So I. I'm all for it. And Seth is so dang good, he doesn't need the title. Yeah, exactly. And the thing with Ziggler, like you said, he was kind of floundering. So when they p- paired him with McIntyre, you're like, oh, good. There's actually something good here. But you can only go so far with that unless you start showing some sort of achievement having you know taken on a partner in that respect. Right. So he had yeah. to have won a title at, at, somehow. And it's great the way he did it, too. It wasn't like it was a clean win. You know what I mean? And then even the second time around, it's like it's he's not going to he's not going to lose the title. Um, as a matter of fact, what McIntyre ends up getting thrown out, thrown out. Do you remember, though, right before that happens, there's a uh, Ziggler gets thrown out of the ring. Seth was coming down around. McIntyre stands in the way and just stares Seth down and says, I dare you. Yes. Go for it. Try. Yes. I dare you. <laughs> I was yes. like, wow, this is good. And right? that's a match I want to see right there. Oh, my God. But I'll tell yeah. you what. They threw him out. He comes back later to end, uh, you know, interrupt the match. And then Roman Reigns comes out. And I got to tell you, in that moment, there is a, 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 almost a pop. You almost could have heard that pop where people were kind of happy to see Roman now, right, to come out and save Seth. Uh, because yeah. earlier with Lashley, that stuff was just so much garbage, and people still booing him. However, uh, if you ask me, I feel like Reigns is getting better on Mike. Does he feel like he's getting better? Honestly, in Mike and in ring, he's improved, in my opinion, quite a bit. He's just had some, man. He's. It depends on his opponents how good he is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, which... You know, that to me means that he can have a good match. He can have a good match. He's very capable of it. Yeah. But, you know, they've just been putting him with, like, this whole stuff with Lashley is not going to do either one of those two guys any favors. Oh, God. And nobody's looking forward to it. But when he was in a shield, that's when he was the most over. So if you kind of keep this going, and we've all, I mean, I think especially you have already called it when ever Ambrose gets back, they should have like a brief shield reunion yeah. just for, you know, Ambrose to go ballistic and yeah. turn, turn on them. I think so. it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Cause uh, here's my, here's my question to you real quick before we pick our winner uh, on raw. So hopefully you can remember this. <laughs> hopefully you can remember who's on raw. Yeah. <laughs> to you, who is the most currently the most over baby face? Jeff Hardy. I kind of think, <laughs> uh over baby wow the most over baby uh you mean one that they're trying to push too much like they're they're most over or in terms of the the over with the universe over with the universe oh wow who would it be on raw Strowman? i i think he's up there but if you ask me right now right now i I might have to say rollins yeah yeah i could Wow, that's tough. Yeah, they both get the exact, almost the yeah. exact same response. People are already screaming, burn it down. Yeah. 
you know, so they're they're doing something right with him. Hopefully they notice that too. Yeah, yeah. And and he's I think he's smart about it too because it feels like Seth has um very aware of what he needs to do and say because again he's great on on mike also uh so he i think he he's very like you said he doesn't need a title to be to be considered as good as he is or to be up there you know what i mean it's nice though it's nice maybe they pulled it away from him because they're going to push him for uh the actual you know uh what is it universal championship yeah which is another bit of news we can kind of talk about real quick it's brock lesnar stuff with this title like Jeez, he's such a waste it is man and i think everybody knows it <laughs> but the sad thing is uh you know who doesn't care yeah brock lesnar yeah or vince mcmahon because vince is making yeah. money as well and uh yeah. but i also feel like vince because you know vince he's the old school he's got that old school mentality as long as they're still reacting it's fine and for the fact that so many people hate that brock lesnar is not showing up and that you don't see that title on the show ever and that it's super stagnant People are reacting in that respect, so it's working for Vince. It's making it look that way. And I think also it's because he's hoping that they can really push Roman, you know? He wants Roman or Lashley to be the, one of the big next guys, and this whole thing of calling out uh, a champion who doesn't show up is his way of, of being okay with Lesnar not being there. I guess. I don't know. I just hate it. <laughs> Same. I, everybody does, dude. Everybody hates it. Can't stand it. it. Can't stand it. Like, I don't mind. I think... I think the champion does not need to wrestle every TV appearance. No. But it's good to at least have something. I mean, even when Hogan wasn't wrestling, he was he was given a pro yeah. he was doing a promo or something. Something. So. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think, man? What do you uh Raw or SmackDown? Who wins it for you? I think I already know this. There's no question. Yeah, I mean Raw had some good stuff. Yeah. The Bailey stuff especially intrigued me. The KO and Strowman stuff I uh, obviously loved. But man, it's Team Hell No all the way, hundred <laughs> percent. It's SmackDown purely for that segment alone. Uh, that made me so happy. I love it when something happens in wrestling where I just have a big, stupid, goofy smile on my face. <laughs> I know, right? And I and I had one for that. So it's SmackDown all the way for and me. What about you? They're smart though because they end it with that. You know what I'm saying? So you, you oh, yeah. pop at the yeah. end, and it, and then you're you're feeling like this was the greatest episode of all time. And I love that the crowd loved it too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, I would have to say Raw won it only because it wasn't because I mean I I loved the end of Live, but overall a lot of Live was kind of meh to me. You know there wasn't much happening with Live, whereas uh, on Raw I felt like there was a lot of good strong matches that that were were good, uh, and then the extras. You know what I mean? Seeing the KO Strowman, uh, you know where he's hiding from him and the car flipped over. That was good. Yes. <laughs> Literally seeing Bailey go ape shit and then, you know, tell Sasha Banks she ain't shit, which was bleeped out, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like th- for me, I was like this, this, this one at this week and we're not including NXT cause both of us decided we weren't going to watch it. We didn't want the UK championship uh, spoiled any more than it already is. Yeah, they're literally already, which is my God. fault for not finishing that. But <laughs> like during the first five seconds, they said, "Hey, there's this. This happened." I know, so, and I was like, "Oh man!" And then the later yeah. on, there's a whole lot more that they show. That's why I was like, "Yeah, I got to stop watching this right now. This is nonsense." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um. So anyway, all right, cool. So we're split on it. SmackDown for you and uh, Raw for me. But yeah, whatever. Sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, th- <laughs> that's fine. I don't mind being wrong. <laughs> All right, you want to go into our game for the day? What is this going to be called? This topic, this thing. Well, it's, it's really popular on Facebook right now. I've seen it a few times, and I thought we could use it for uh, this show. And it's called "Make Me Choose," and that's where 
We each give you two things. And of course, for this show, they'll be wrestling related. And you have to choose between those two things and give your reason why. Alrighty. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first? How are we going to do this? I can go first. Sweet. All right. The first one I have for you, Uh Chris. Uh oh. You have to choose between mankind. Oh, I knew you were going to do this. Or The Rock. Just in terms of who I think is best or. That's all up to you. Oh. I'm just making you choose between the two. Only you can only keep one of them. The other one's gone. Oh, see, I actually have uh, stipulations in terms of what you're choosing them for. Uh, okay, this is cool. This will be cool though. Let me think. Mankind or The Rock? I am going to say Mankind. Uh, not because I don't like The Rock. Rock is one of the greatest. Jeez, uh, one of the greatest promos ever. He's had the, some of the best charisma. I one of the greatest. The, one of the things I I I, I see as a um, as a trait in being a great in the ring is the ability to literally hold the entire audience in the palm of your hand and make them do whatever you want, whether it's scream at you, whether it's, you know, pop and go over like like they've never gone over before, whether it's to, you know, just mimic you and sing song, whatever it is. If you can get the entire place to do it, that's that's a sign of a special person that's in that ring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And The Rock had that. Mankind didn't really have people doing too much of that, uh, except he had he had the reaction. You know what I mean? So I'm picking Mankind only because of everything else that comes with it. He was a great on mic. Uh, he was um, he was that that creepy kind of character. And obviously, if I'm going to go with somebody that's awesome and badass or one that's kind of creepy i'm always going with the creepy guy you know what i mean oh yeah we don't, hashtag history creep. i was gonna say we don't do history creeps podcast for no reason uh yeah but i always loved that thing where he was just kind of unhinged and you remember how he'd be walking down to the ring and constantly his head cocked to the side and looking up yeah and he'd be tearing yep. out pieces of his hair um and and then he just it was i mean it's mick foley too you know what i mean so he's got that crazy his voice his delivery, just the sound of his voice when he said things. Um, and then again, dude, if, if we had to pick between Rock and Mankind overall with other things, I feel like even though there are marquee matches that The Rock will forever be known as in the WWE Hall of Fame, you know what I mean, in the halls of the history, uh, Mankind surpasses them. There's so many matches of Mankind, and especially the one we're going to talk about tonight uh, in, in terms of like – I don't know, dude. If it's it's mankind for me, yeah, my I'm gonna agree. I mean, mankind's <laughs> my number one all time favorite, so that's probably no thing. That's not knocking a rock at all, though. Yeah, not at all. There's a reason he's like the number one movie star in the world right now, right? But that's that's also the difference to me. This is wrestling, yeah. And that's not knocking all the stuff Rock did in wrestling because obviously he's a Hall of Famer for that, but. You know, when it comes to legacy, Rock won't just be remembered in wrestling for his legacy. Right. Mankind, Mick Foley, is nothing but pro wrestling legacy. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I have to agree with you. So, what's my first choice for you? You ready for this? Yeah, hit me. Uh, so, the stipulation is one will never wrestle again moving forward. Okay. All right. The Miz or Asuka? Ah, oh, this is terrible. You can't Why ever you watch them me? wrestle again moving forward. Who is it? Okay. All right. <laughs> so on the current product, The Miz is probably my favorite. Yeah. However, however, man, <laughs> this is this is purely for Mike's skill reasons. 
So the stipulation is they can't wrestle. Can't wrestle ever again. Right. So that means even though Miz wouldn't be wrestling, he could still be a manager or or an advocate or something like that. Just be a mouthpiece for somebody. And he'd be great at that. Good. So I'm going to choose for he not to wrestle anymore, <laughs> but he can still talk. And Asuka can just keep, you know, breaking people's faces and stuff. <laughs> so Nice. Very, very well, nice. Who would you have chosen? Uh, I probably would have said, oh, God, that's hard, too, because Asuka's great. But I love Miz overall in terms of his wrestling's gotten a lot better. Um, oh, yeah, he's got some really good matches. Yeah, and he's got some really great moves, too. And then uh, and then his mic skills. So I would have just said Asuka, and I'd have to go without Asuka for, for the rest of our lives. Yeah, which is sad, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> see, so you see kind of how I'm doing it now. I have stipulations. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, so your next one is, uh, okay, I want to do the same thing you just did to me. Whoever you choose, uh, the other one never gets to wrestle again. Oh, okay. All right, so you got AJ Styles Ooh. or Seth Rollins. Wow. Yeah. So either way, we, we're all going to lose because both these guys are fantastic. Yeah. Wow, dude. Um, I'll tell you what. AJ Styles, we know um, a lot of his history. We know a lot of his amazing matches and his past, his stuff in New Japan, uh, his stuff before he, he, he came to the big stage. And now he's here, and it's great, but I feel like he's been watered down a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, he's put on some good performances, but there were some matches uh, – a la Shinsuke Nakamura recently where we expected to see great and we didn't and it was kind of it was kind of disappointing whereas Seth Rollins with all the stuff he's had in his past he just seems to still be getting better like he's still kind of he's he hasn't even peaked yet you know what I mean he hasn't even put out the best performance yet so I would say I'm going to keep Seth Rollins and retire AJ Styles yeah, that's tough, though, right? Oh, yeah. man, it is tough because that means you can't ever see any more of AJ Styles' matches. None of his moves, none of his – oof, that's rough. But I feel like we yeah. have so much more coming from, from Rollins. Like, we're in store for seeing him in the next year or two maybe, you know, start to cons- – maybe he's going to be the face of the WWE here soon. It's, he's he's getting better and better. I got I, – I, if I had to choose, I would probably reluctantly – Agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, right? Yeah, it's very tough. But also, Rollins, I think, is younger, too. So that yeah, kind of helps a little bit. Yeah, for sure. All right, here, this is coming your way. Out of right. these pay-per-views, which one would you discontinue? Oh, okay. WrestleMania or Royal Rumble? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. My first instinct when you just said WrestleMania was, well, I'm going to obviously keep WrestleMania. But then... Out of all the pay-per-views, yes. and I don't know why, but out of all the pay-per-views, I always, always look forward yeah. to the Royal Rumble the most. Who doesn't, dude? I just love that match. <laughs> I'm almost always mad but who wins. So this year, I was happy. Literally, this but, year, we got one of the greatest moments in wrestling history during yes. Royal Rumble. Yes. Thanks to Titus Worldwide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, technically, we had two uh, great Royal Rumbles this year. Yeah. I mean, Nakamura. Oh, that's won right, because the, they had the, the greatest one. one. They, had, they had the greatest Royal Rumble. So, yeah. So, uh, man. Okay. This is this would never happen. By the way, like, <laughs> I don't think they will ever not do WrestleMania. No, I think it's one of the pillars, right? It's WrestleMania, yeah, Summer SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble, yeah. and uh, what's the fourth one? King of the Ring. Is that considered one of the pillars? I don't think they do King of the Ring anymore, though. Oh, that's um, right. But, they yeah. don't. 
But yeah, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, and Royal Rumble are definitely their biggies. I think I'm going to have to drop WrestleMania, though. I just love that Royal Rumble match too much to get rid of it. Wow, WrestleMania is the key. It's like the one. It's like the World Cup, Championship World Cup, the Super Bowl of wrestling. I know. I know. This is just me personally. (laughs) Personally. I just love the Royal Rumble. Man. Isn't it usually Royal Rumble leads to to WrestleMania? It's it's, It kicks off the road to WrestleMania. Yes, So a lot of times Royal Rumble, it can be the most important of the two. That's true. That's true. But which one would you choose? Ooh. See, I think I would. Oh, see, that's hard. I, I can't, oh, because WrestleMania has always had that mystique. It was the event where you never knew what would happen. Like everyone always knows you go to Raw, you watch SmackDown, you see this pay-per-view, you see that one. You get a feeling for you already kind of know where the storyline's going. So you know what they're going to do. But at WrestleMania, there's always been that thing of you never know. You just never know. It may not go the way you think it's going to go. Somebody might show up that you didn't expect to show up. Uh, we always get those appearances, those returns. You know what I mean? When the Hardys returned, you know, Steve and John Hardy. Uh, it, it, it was like <laughs> yeah. one of those moments. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I think I would keep WrestleMania and begrudgingly say goodbye to Royal Rumble. Um, either way, we're going to yeah, lose. Yeah, it sucks. Whichever one goes away. All right, lay it on me, dude. What's number three? What's the third one now? All right, for this one, the stipulation is the one that you do not pick is the move that is banned forever. So, in other Ooh. words, I'm going to give you two different wrestling moves. Uh-huh. The one you don't pick is never, ever done again. Okay. Okay? So, the one you do pick gets to stay. And the choices are the DDT Ooh. or the super kick. Oh, they're so good, and they're so explosive. Like, they could come out of nowhere, both of those moves. Yes, yeah, oh, man, I got to tell you, I can appreciate a DDT that comes way like straight out of nowhere. Like it just grab you, pop down, you're done. And you're like, what? What? You know what I mean? Like, holy crap. Yeah. But then the super kick, the super kick has this. I think I would say it's since Shawn Michaels, right? Oh, yeah. Because before Shawn Michaels, can you remember who was doing them? I mean, there were, but like, I feel like Shawn Michaels made it what it is today. Um, oh, yeah, he's definitely, because he was so big then, a lot of your wrestlers today uh, loved him growing up, so that's one of their moves in their oh, in their repertoire. Easily. Um, I would have to say, oh, they're going to ban the DDT. Ooh, that's it's tough. It's tough, because I love the super kick, okay? I love it. So many of my, my favorite wrestlers right now use it as part of their repertoire, and... Um, the DDT is one of those that also has a chance of, if not done right and carefully, because of the, the, there's those explosive times where you want to have it come out of nowhere, uh, it's still got to be done carefully or else you can risk, you know, head head injuries, neck injuries, um, you know. I don't know. Yeah, DDT for me would have to be the one banned. We're going to keep Super Kick around. I'd have to go the other way around. Yeah. And I love the super kick, but ever since Jake the Snake, I've loved that DDT. I just absolutely have. Yeah. And here's a little side note for you. Uh-huh. I've got I've kind of gotten you onto this little show that's sadly no longer around, but it's called Five Dollar Wrestling. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's I can't remember the two DVDs I've sent you, but uh, I got one here. I think I still have the one here, but it's <laughs> this one guy, I can't remember his name, but it's obvious he's trying to be Jake the Snake, like I see he's trying to be. <laughs> But he comes to the ring with a fake snake, yep. and he's always wearing pajamas, <laughs> <laughs> like legit pajama bottoms. But the best part is, 
on this one show I was watching, he DDT'd everybody. And by that I mean he DDT'd his opponent, he DDT'd the ref, and then they had people from the crowd just run in to get DDT'd. So when he was done, the crowd, the ring was just just littered with people who had been DDT'd. That is great, dude. DDT party. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. He's literally so, trying to bring the DDT to super kick level. Yeah, and it, was, and it was just this old, out-of-shape man doing all this. And uh, so that's one of the greatest things I've seen in pro wrestling. Oh, that's great, dude. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. All right, so hit me with your last one. All right. One of these wrestlers will never have existed. So whoever you don't pick means they never oh. existed, which means every match that you may love that they're in doesn't happen. It's gone. Which gotcha. means any team they're ever a part of doesn't happen. Oh, no. So who is it that is going to stay around? And who will never have existed? Okay. The Undertaker or Mankind? All right. This is not knocking Undertaker at all. <laughs> and, and by the way, whoever you pick is taking away this amazing match we're about to talk exactly. about on commentary. You like that segue? It's, it's gone. I, I made sure it was yeah. going to be the one we go with. Yeah. I like that a lot. So whoever, So whoever you pick, you're getting rid of a legacy on the other one that's beyond Hall of Fame worthy. <laughs> I mean, and obviously, so, um, man. But I'm just such a Mankind fan. Yeah. I mean, from when he first came in and he was, like, in the bullet room playing with his pet rat. Yep. You remember that? Like, he would play yes, with a little, that's little right. rat. Uh, do all the, the fun stuff he did with Kane. So you'd still get some of that, and you'd still get all the stuff he did with Shawn Michaels. Yep. The stuff he did with uh, Vince McMahon and, and, and Stone Cold and all that stuff, so... I gotta, I gotta keep. You get Socko. Socko comes. Yeah, the Socko and the Rock and Sock connection. <laughs> the Rock hears your life. We get all this stuff. So my soul, <laughs> my soul would hate me if I got rid of mankind, and I would never forgive myself. So it's mankind for me. Yeah. What about for you? I agree, one hundred percent. And that takes nothing away from uh, the mystique of the Undertaker, the the matches, right. the the casket matches, all all of the the classic feuds. With the Undertaker, uh, remember when he gets his hand sealed in the coffin and he drags it down to the ring? Uh, yes, that stuff, dude. Like that, we don't get. You know, we don't get Hell in a Cell, but I'm okay with it because we still have Mick Foley, and so we get Mankind and everything you met, every single piece of that you mentioned, every single yeah. thing. Yeah, I agree, 100 percent agree. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. There's our. Uh, there's a make us choose whatever it's going to be called. We're going to try to figure out something else to call it, right? Yeah, I think so. We want something wrestling related, obviously. Yeah. So, if you got any ideas, uh, hit us up. Yeah. If you are not following the Facebook page for the network, BICBP uh, Radio Network, go ahead and follow it because uh, every new episode for this show gets posted on there weekly. And uh, go ahead and comment underneath this episode and let us know what you think we should call this segment. Uh, we're about to end the show, as we always do that. Uh, I'm saying end the show before we get into the commentary, but overall we're ending the show, and we're going to start ending the show now with a tweet of the week. And we each have a different one this week. You have one, I have one. Uh, you want to go first? What's your tweet for the week? You can go ahead and go. i got to right. bring mine up. Yeah, no, okay, no problem. Uh, earlier this week, we got a tweet from Sasha Banks. It's a photo of her, I believe it's her doll, right? Is that who this is? That's the Sasha Banks little Barbie doll or action figure. And it, yeah, they just released a whole set. And it looks like, like it's the, got a yeah. decapitated body or decapitated head of Bailey, uh, a Bailey doll. 
And Sasha Banks is saying good morning to everyone except Bailey. <laughs> Hashtag making small towns. So That's pretty I was just like, this is so good. I love that. I love when these guys, they stay kayfabe on, on social media. It's so good. All right. So over on social media, Fight Owens Fight, that's KO's tw- uh, Twitter. Uh, he has been, uh, for me, <laughs> he's always been amazing on there. So apparently he has this love for Shania Twain. Who, if you don't know who that is, back in my day when I was growing up, she was a humongous country music star. She was huge yep. at one point. So anyway, apparently she was going to have a concert up in Canada near where he, I guess, lives or where they, where they were at at some point. Yep. And he, even down to his, it's changed since then, so I can't remember exactly how it went, but even down to the little, the little, uh, you know, underneath your Twitter, you can put a little description yeah. type thing. Yeah. Like even put like, I'm only doing this so I can get on stage with Shania Twain. Yeah. And, like, every day he would tweet about wanting to get on stage with Shania Twain. Like, he loved her so much. And if anybody tried to disparage her name, he wasn't having it. <laughs> so, <laughs> sadly, I can't go back and find those tweets because he's since deleted them. He's gone completely dark. The only thing that's on there yeah. is his tweet about uh, the sad passing of Matt Capitelli. That's right, which we will bring up here in a second. But, yeah, um, so... It actually says right now, back to darkness. <laughs> and even his picture's black. His background's black. It's just nothing but darkness. So anyway. Yeah. But before that, you can actually find this on social media. Not only uh, did he get to go to the concert. No. He also got to get on stage yeah. with Shania Twain. There's actual video of it. The only sad thing is there's a specific song he wanted her to sing and <laughs> He didn't get that. <laughs> so I guess it's back to darkness for yeah, him now. I think that's why. I think he's kind of sad. Yeah, I think so too. That he's going to come back. He'll be back to his good old Kevin Owens self. That's a good one, though. Yeah, yeah poor fella. Awesome. Both of those were good. I, I love the, the, except for Bailey one too. So. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the show, Hardly Kayfabe. Thanks for listening, guys. So stick around if you want to uh, check out Hell in a Cell with Johnny and I. But if not, uh, we thank you for listening. Make sure you go to the network, BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the other podcasts on there. Make sure you uh, rate and uh, comment on our iTunes as well. Let us know how you uh, how you enjoy the show, what you think of it. Check out the Facebook page. There's going to be a group on Facebook here soon for Hardly Kayfabe. So keep an eye out. We'll tell you guys when it's up so you guys can go join it. Uh, anything else you want to say before we uh, check out Undertaker basically killing mankind? <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to watch this, though. Sweet, sweet. All right, guys. We'll see you next week if you're not sticking around. But if you are... Pull up your uh, your WWE network. Make sure you've got King of the Ring 1998 pulled up. And you're going to want to fast forward to about an hour, 46 minutes, and 14 seconds. And make sure you pause it right then. Because yeah, you should be looking at good old JR and Jerry the King behind the commentator's desk. Yes, sir. Uh, if you had to get rid of one, who do you get rid of? Jerry the King or JR? Well... JR. I mean, I mean, no, not JR. <laughs> Got to keep JR. Jerry the King is gone. Yeah. Sorry, King. I loved all the stuff you did with, you know, Kaufman. <laughs> but you, but you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. He was kind of a jerk to me at one time. I met him anyway. Oh, really? Well, I mean, that's he might have been having a bad day, and I kind of saw him in a crowd, and I knew it was him, and I don't think he wanted anybody to know it was uh, him. Ah, one of those. He's like, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Can't you see yeah. I'm trying to hide? Yeah. So I made it really short and sweet, but uh, he didn't even look at me when he said. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, all right, man. I got you. Oh, that's too bad. Um, all right, so if you guys are paused, we're going to do a countdown, a count of three. 
with like a ref. And then, uh, and then you hit play, and we're gonna start this Hell in a Cell, this historic match. Are you looking forward to seeing this? You said you've seen this a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is one of the. This is also in every Mankind collection. Oh yeah. And I've I've got a couple of those. I think so. I saw this match. It's probably been easily. When was it? Twenty years ago now, nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, that's when it originally happened. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, 98, 2008, 2018. So 20 years ago. So I've probably about 15 years ago since I've seen it. I haven't watched the wow, whole match right. since. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. So if you're ready for us, we're going to count down like we said and hit play. Chris, you want to do the honors this time? Here we go. You ready? I'm going to say one, two, three, play. All right. And here we go. One, two, three, play. Here we go. So Shamrock just had a match. That's why you hear his music playing right now. Yep. Oh, here it comes. Here comes that cell. And I think this is only the second time they've had this type of match, too. Like the first time it was Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And here's a little background for most people probably know this, but a little background. Foley was was scared that they were going to have a terrible match here because they had to follow that Hell in a Cell match. Really? Which was which was considered very good. And if you go back and watch it, uh, Michaels has a bump where he's kind of hanging from the side of the, you know, of the uh of the cage and he falls through the table. Yeah. But it's nowhere near as far. He didn't come from the top. Jeez. But still it's considered a very good match and it still holds up today. But compared to this one it just doesn't have a chance. This so anyway, so anyway, the the lore is, and this is in his in Foley's book, that he was talking to Terry Funk, and he was like, and he was like, you know, what are we going to do to top that? And Terry like jokingly said, why don't you start the match at the top of the cage? And Foley thought about it and he said, I think we can do it. Yeah. So it kind of just, you know, just went on from there to what it became. All these all these famous bumps were planned out. Yeah. They planned this and everything like, which was good. He had to convince McMahon that he could do this. Um, the second bump you'll see, which is the worst of the two, was not. That one, while it was planned, it was planned to go way differently. Yeah. Uh, originally, he was the, that thing wasn't supposed to break on the first try, and he was supposed to kind of hang from it and then fall. Jeez. But as you, when you watch it, you'll see that kind of happens a lot differently. And good lord! Like, look at him! Like, what's going through his mind? Mick Foley's mind right now. You know what I mean? Like just oh, thinking yeah. to this guy. I mean, obviously, his adrenaline's pumping so hardcore right now. But like, yeah, because it's one thing. To, it's one thing to say I'm going to jump from this height to something else. But then when you actually get up to that height and look down, yeah, it will change your mind a lot. Yeah, he's crazy, dude. God, I love this guy. I love that he's teasing that he's going to actually go in it. Yeah, yeah, because we already know ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is so good, huh? And this is also, in my opinion, classic JR commentary. Look at this. Like when you when you think of JR, this is some of the best oh, yeah. uh Hall of Famer uh commentary you can possibly get. So what if he'd have thrown that up and it didn't land on the top at first? Like it bounced off and flew back and hit somebody in the head. There's another match in which he's trying to throw a chair on top of one and he has to try more than once. <laughs> Oh my god. These guys are insane. And keep this in mind. He's like 300 pounds. He's not a yeah. small person. Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard that that like you said, that was supposed to break away. However, uh, it it was like you said, it wasn't expected when it did, uh, and a lot of those the little things, the little uh, what do you call them, eyelets or whatever you call them that held it together were popping out because of how rough out, like how crazy these guys were going on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is still one of the best entrances ever, oh. the Undertaker entrance here. Yeah. Like, I get goosebumps every time watching this. Uh, I always loved when you expected to see him walking and you didn't, and then all of a sudden the lights came up and he was already in the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was always great. He looks like a oh, an action figure, dude. Well, you remember in the 90s, like, even the comic book characters would have these shoulder things? Oh, yeah. I mean, the X-Men had them, and, yeah. Jeez, those are explosive. I would wince every time those blew up next to my face. That'd be creepy, dude. Especially after what happened to James Hetfield and Metallica. Remember that back in the day? Oh, yeah. yeah those ex- well, even even happened to Undertaker later on. One of those went off and caught, caught him on fire for a second. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, that is a sweet getup. I like this getup. This was a cool one. Look at him. Look at him waiting for him. Oh, by the way, late 90s, I hated that little red uh, laser oh, thing. Everyone had those, dude. They were so annoying. Yeah. Laser pointers. That's a great shot. Right I was there, about though. to say, look at this shot, man. This is so good, dude. Keeping the light still dark, you know what I mean? The blue light. Look at that. Yeah. Now, this is the other thing to remember about this match. This was not the last match of the night. No. Somebody had to follow this. <laughs> what do you think they're thinking in the back, too, as that's happening? They're standing there going, are you kidding? I don't want to go next. I don't know. I don't know. Here he goes. He's like, I don't care. Oh, my. Right away, right? They start doing this where you're like, all right, there's already danger involved. Yeah. When you're watching these matches, do you ever do like I do? Like, what would I do if I had to do this match? Yeah. Oh. First of all, we would be in the ring. This, <laughs> I would never be up here. Yeah, that was their. Look at this. Look at that. Look at that. Just bowing underneath. Their yeah, weight. look at that. Yes. Oh. Oh, already going right to the back. Yeah. Oh, Jr. is so good though. And that's probably my favorite mankind costume too, where he has the white shirt, yeah, with the ripped up and stuff. Tie, yeah. Were you a fan of Dude Love as much? Look at that right there. Oh. Look at that. Yeah, I love the Dude Love stuff just because I knew his story. Yep. Look at that. and he 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 couldn't do any wrong for me. The little ties are <laughs> popping, dude. They're just popping away. Yeah, but of the three personalities, the dude love is the least, but I still like it. You can still hear, you can hear those things pop every time too. And if you look, you look, can see there goes some of one them now. fall. Yeah, one just popped off again. So here it comes. It's coming up. Here it goes. Oh. Get them ready. Look at this. Oh, everybody stands up. Because how do you not stand up if you're there? You just saw a man die. <laughs> There's that iconic oh. call right there. As God is my witness, he's broken in half. Yep. 
Look at him, dude. Yeah. And here's another thing to remember, too, for this match, a little background. Undertaker was wrestling hurt. He had a messed up ankle. That's right. So standing on top of that cage must have been really fun. He's got to have that taped up, you know, tight, dude. Oh, for sure, 100%. God, look at him. Look, he hit so hard that he kind of slid under the, the, the rail there. Oh. It was almost like he wasn't sure if he was ready to go yet. You see that? There was almost like a slight yeah. hesitation here, and he didn't get almost in turn in time. Yeah. Good Lord, oh, man. already. So There's now probably stuntmen in Hollywood who wouldn't do this. Yeah. So now we know after the fact that now he has a he's got a, a, a dislocated shoulder right now. Right. Terry Funk out and there to check on him to make sure what happened, what, what's going on. Yeah, they're obviously uh, legit friends in real life. Yep. And they've had some of the greatest matches ever, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God, some of the bloodiest, craziest, most explosive. Yeah, he's telling him right now it's his shoulder. They're telling him that. He's telling him Terry. Get this mask off of me. You're about to see somebody here in a minute who's about to come into the screen who was not supposed to show up, but he was legit concerned, so yeah. he actually shows up. Yeah. Yeah, his shoulder's dislocated right there. Yeah. He's slaughtered right there in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Vince McMahon's about to show up, though, and he's yeah, the one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, he was so concerned he actually came out. That's right. Oh, God. And that's why it's look because he doesn't turn completely, so his his arm is la- his arms almost hanging out as he lands, and that's yes. it. That's the separation. And what's weird is that's probably the best he could have landed too. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I mean, nowadays that they, they're jumping out instead of being tossed. You know what I mean? So they're ready for it. But well, nowadays they also put like a lot of uh, like if they know they're going to do something with that, they'll put something in the table too, like a. To kind of help cushion the fall a little bit more. Yeah, back then it was uh, it was just basically wood. Look, it's like a, it's literally a, yeah. a, a, a wooden board. That's just made where it would a gimmick where it would would break easily. This is. Do you remember? Do you remember the other Hell in a Cell where Rikishi fell off the top? No, I never saw that one. It's worth watching just to. Oh, it's kind of ridiculous. They're it's worth watching it. just to see him take that fall. Yeah. With Undertaker still on it with a hurt ankle. There's McMahon right there. Yep. And you know right now, under ten, they're doing this so that they can move. They can move him out because there's no room to move with the cage there. So they need to move it so that a stretcher can come out. And this, yes. and right, this is all legit him letting them know his shoulder's broken or dislocated. And they're, they're yes. literally going to take him out. What is it that goes through his mind to say, no, I want to keep going? Seriously. They could have just I, ended I, this and him go back and find because he knows his shoulder's dislocated. He knows this. Oh, yeah, he knows it. He already knows so it. So what made him say, no, I'm going to go back? And then climb up the thing again. And he climbs up it with a separated shoulder, which is even more impressive. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's insane. And you know up there, he knows something's happened for real because this isn't supposed to have happened. He's not supposed to be yeah. higher than he was supposed to. You know what I mean? 
The fact that and they're also, raising him, he's probably going, what the hell are they doing right now? Look, And also, those two are actual friends, too. Yeah. I mean, he just... He just threw his friend off of there. Yeah, I mean they did plan it and all, but and still, if, I mean you got to be concerned for the guy. And if you look at him, his the color is drained from mankind's face, Mick Foley's face. Oh, yeah. So you know, like, because you know when you have a bad accident, a lot of times you're hurt. That happens. You get kind of sick to your yeah. stomach or whatever. So that's probably why he wanted his mask removed as fast as he could because he probably couldn't breathe. You know, he's trying to get a good breath and he was feeling suffocated. My God, that was quite a fall. When you watch it again, it's like holy crap. You hear yeah, somebody screaming one, out there in the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, that one gets played the most, that fall. But the second fall coming up, yeah. to me, is way more horrific. But this is the thing. Like, what's he telling Terry? He's telling Terry, I want to go. I want to go again. I'm not done. I want to keep going. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can't do this. Stop it. Like that's gonna be tough for him, just on a messed up ankle, right? Trying to get down. Look off at that him. Cage. Look at him. They're telling him stop. I remember this. Look at them. They're real right saying here. stop for that. real. Oh yeah. God, he just yanked his arm. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, in his book, he said the only reason he was able to make his climb is was pure adrenaline. I was gonna say there's nothing else but adrenaline, and hearing all those yeah. people go nuts. Oh, and then he's got to push his 300 pounds up. Yeah. And how does what does he tell what does he tell Mark here? Is he just like, look, my shoulders separated, just so you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think during the match many times Taker just kept telling him, Let's go home, Jack. Let's just go home. Which means let's hear this match. Oh so here it is, yeah. That to me is the that worst one. That's the worst one. He's knocked out here. He's, he, he's yeah, unconscious. he's legit unconscious right at this he's moment. Unconscious. One of the few moments he's ever been in his career, which is amazing to say. So what was originally supposed to happen here is that choke slam he wasn't supposed to go through it all the way the first time, and eventually he's going to be hanging from that yeah uh, from that piece that's hanging there, but it just broke the first time through. They're telling him and, for which real, is like, amazing. this isn't good. They're trying to tell Undertaker this isn't part of the work. Yeah. So what's even more incredible is mankind after going back and watching this, like he's watching. Let's see how he did on his ankle there. Yeah. So mankind after watching this. I love his choke slam right here. Terry Funk's giving him some, giving Foley some moments here by taking his choke slam. Yeah, he's going to literally be choke slamming out of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I always love this choke slam. It's my favorite choke slam. <laughs> Watch him shake himself out of his shoes here to say it. There it goes. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, he was supposed to just fall through there. So after this fall right here, Undertaker was kind of pleading with him, let's just end this. But this match isn't over. No, not even close. Right there. He was not sub- – look at how his head hits that. Yeah. Oh and he said, God. and he also said he was lucky that he didn't take this choke slam like he usually does. He would have lifted both feet up, obviously. Yeah. But I think he would have just been dead if he had done that. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's still going. Look at him. Look at that. That's a legit fall right yeah. there. He's just not – he's not good. He can't see and he, he doesn't know. God. Oh, and by the way, he actually gets some offense in here in a minute. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's holding. He's wincing because his head, his shoulder, everything's killing him. What's he thinking? Oh, that's his shoulder. That's the bad shoulder, too. 
Oh, that's his separated shoulder, dude. You see him wince as he lifts his arm? And yeah. he's still going with it. He's not saying no. Because there's, there's these things that, oh, there's these things that wrestlers do to let each other know that there's, some, there's a problem. You know what I mean? There's these yeah. taps or something that they do to give each other a signal. Look there's an iconic shot where his tooth is out of his nose. That's insane. And that tooth only goes out of his nose the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And he stays in character, that psychotic Cactus Jack-style character. You know what I mean? Yeah. My God. So after this match, uh, Vince McMahon famously told him to never do this again. Yep. Oh, look at this. And he's going to lift this with a, with a dislocated shoulder, bro. He pulls that apart and is going to lift it. That thing's yeah, not light. He can't. He can't. I think anything with his shoulder is problematic. It's a tooth, dude. Oh. And he's still taking. That's the bad shoulder. Oh. That is the separated shoulder, dude. Oh. Could you imagine no, I can't. being his being his wife or his kids? Because <sighs> he had a wife and kids yeah, at this point watching, watching this. Like, I think he said uh, when he went back, there's a couple of matches. This one and that rock one where rock hits him in the head a bunch with the with the chair. Oh, look at those shots, too, because those are some of them. They're, they're kind of stiff, still. And he literally had a, a, a concussion. Oh, yeah. There's no way he didn't. <sighs> This kid, this guy, nope. this guy, something else. We haven't even got to the thumbtack shit. <laughs> oh. It's funny because, like I said, I hadn't seen this in so long. I forgot that those two bumps came, like, literally at the beginning of the match. Oh, yeah. You know, I always, fe I always felt like the second one came a little bit later in the match. Good Lord. Oh. Yeah, his forehead's busted Undertaker open. Did the, he did the blade job right yeah. there. Now they got to open it up a little more, scrape it on the fence a little. That's old school. They obviously don't do that nowadays. Yeah. Oh, my God. And JR was litter, and he was, he, was, he was genuine when he was apologizing to fans because he thought the it was over, like the the match was over. That that Foley was really hurt. Because you know, in his yeah. ear, he's getting that call. Like, yeah, no, we're probably done here. He's hurt. Well, in fairness, Foley was really hurt. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so he's hearing that, yeah. and the, in his earpiece, they're telling him. So he's apologizing to the fans. Right. Oh, and here's the oh. moment. They don't do pile drivers anymore, so that's nope. gone. Now they're talking here. Oh my God, dude. This is insane. So he's got his wits about him still somewhat, but yeah, you know he's still dazed because he's still oh, yeah. doing things that would are just knocking his brain around. You know what I mean? I think oh my a lot God. of this. 
A lot of this has to be instinct, right? Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of adrenaline pumping through these guys with all the stuff they're doing. That is his nose, bro. Oh. God, that's got to fucking hurt his shoulder every time he jars it. Oh, anytime he falls on the mat, it can't feel good. Here we go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think this is also the first appearance of thumbtacks in a match in WWE. Right. Now, he was used to doing it in Japan, and what else did he do right. where he did a lot? Of, it was just Japan, right? It was where he did a lot of that stuff. I think stuff. he did some, I want to say ECW, but I could be wrong there. Oh. Just seems like it would be an ECW, I guess. Oh. Dude. Oh, my God. Like. Oh. The ref has got to be annoyed, too, because he's got to slide around and, and slam his hand on the ground. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking, too, when I was watching this. Oh. oh, here you go. And you're getting so you've just had a concussion and a separated shoulder, and you're you're gonna take another choke. So oh kick to the head. Now you're gonna take a slam. Oh. oh. No, not yet. He's about to though. Yeah. Dude, so brutal. Oh. So, by the way, this right here is about to be impressive, too, because Undertaker holds him up on his back despite having a bum oh, ankle. That's right. And as we said before, Mankind is not a small weight fella. No. Here it comes. Oh god, dude. That's the weight of the Undertaker smashing down on you too. On that yeah. on that Oh, his head, dude. His head. And then he rolls in it. And then he rolls in it. He knows what he's doing though, you know? Oh yeah, you gotta make it look cool, I guess, but Oh look man, at it. Look later. at it all stuck to him, bro. You know how long it had to take to get all those out? Look at it stuck your body. into his elbow. And his butt. It's everywhere. Oh. And he's and he's not done, by the way. He's nope. one more move. Yep. Here. Ah. Oh. Dude. One of How does he keep getting back? One up? of Ross's greatest commentating. One is oh, his yeah. best ever. Tombstone. Dude, after and you're talking about after having the concussion, the concussion, and the shoulder. Yeah. Damn, dude. There it is. Damn. I wonder how long it was supposed to go for real, though. You know. Because technically, yeah, this is a short match for a, a, a hell, like a, a cage match. They usually go on for a while. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I mean, they usually end shows or get close to it, but God. there's two more matches after this, if I'm thinking right. And Foley comes back out during the main event, so. This is insane. And now they're all coming out here like, like serious. Yeah. They're like, lift it up. We need to get the, the we need to get that stretcher out of here now. So yeah, the match still is iconic today. <sighs> still holds up, but man, it's, I'm really glad he, he didn't do that again. <laughs> yeah, this is insane, dude. I'm glad we watched this together. This is cool. Yes. Same here, same here. Uh, and if you stuck around and watched it with us too, listeners of Hardly Kayfabe, thanks for sticking around. This was definitely a historic match, and watching it again is just, like, look at his face, dude. He knows he's just put himself through some stuff. Right. Yeah, oh man. God. Oh, my god. It's like you say, he goes back later and apologizes for not bringing out the thumbtacks. Yeah, and he most certainly did, because there they are. Yeah. And they're, in, and they're in his body, for crying out loud. Oh, God. Oh, and here's the thing. Here, by the way, we're going to roll you over and then push you down again so that those thumbtacks yeah. dig in. Yes. One of the most brutal matches I've ever seen ever, and it was that short. Oh, yeah. God. And if I'm thinking right, he doesn't. He, he walks out, don't he? I know they put him in a stretcher here, but I think he still walks out. Now, do you like, think there was a reason for it so that he made sure his, mom, his, or his, his wife and kids saw he was walking? I think so. I think so. I think it's to let everybody know that, you know, he thinks he's going to be okay. God. That's when you know it's for real serious when this is going on. You know what I mean? Like, they're still out there helping him and working on him and taking Yeah, I mean, their look time. how many people are around. Yeah. Oh. So here's his first fall. Oh. Oh. I mean, look at that in slow motion. Oh, my gosh. From an. Oh. Oh. Look how you see how that chair just smacks him, the legs yeah. of the chair smack him in the face. Oh, oh, oh! His shoulder, dude, is fucked. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh. All right, guys. Well, we are going to end the show. Johnny and I might continue to watch this. Uh, but we're definitely <laughs> ending the show, so uh, you can go ahead and stop your network side. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week for Johnny Towns and Chris Chavez, Hardly Kayfabe. <laughs>